Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox, and myself, LeVar Arrington. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Uh, so you just going to play this one out of <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I know heartbreaks, setbacks. Yeah. We really on the West Coast, huh? When I hear this song, we, we in the West. So part, you know what's funny about that is this is for uh this is for Raising Cane. Raising Canaan. So this is New York. No. So how about that? We're on your side of things, and we are on your side of things. Good morning to everybody out there. Happy Christmas Eve to everybody. Welcome into the show. You're listening to Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. That voice you're hearing, that's James Jackson from Straight Facts Podcast. I'm LeVar Arrington. Brady and Jonas are off today. Hopefully they are looking at their eyelids. Um, I got us, fellas. I, we, we, Me and James, we got it today. We got Berto up in here. Berto is a part of the OG crew as well. He's here. Shots out to Berto. We got my man Rick Herrera up in his <laughs> joint. And we got my man Brian Tri- Tripod for uh, Mr. Santa uh, Finley in there doing our updates. So uh, we got a full crew here today, and we got some full uh, full topics, too, full slate of topics to get to. So, again, happy happy holidays to everyone out there. Hope everybody's driving safe. Hope everybody's warm and, and okay, obviously. Um, and let's talk some let's talk some sports, man. Let's 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 get to this. Uh, Oh, well, and if you've missed anything, by the way, just make sure you go check out our podcast, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe, on any podcasting platform that's out there wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you check us out. Give us a rating. Uh, leave a comment. Uh, we try to give you guys some great content, so there's there's always that. Uh, James, I, I, I want to touch on this Bills-Pats game coming up here. It's, Big one. It's, it is – a very very big game and here here's why to me it's a big game all right the reason why i look at this game as a big game is because the bills have not shown that they are as dominant as people were anticipating in fact i would go as far as to say the bills have disappointed in terms of what we thought they would be mm-hmm. Uh, they have not been a dominant team. They have not been a team where you can sit there and hang your hat on and say this is the best team coming out of the AFC. The Patriots come out of nowhere. Well, to some maybe they come out of nowhere and and turn things into a really, really interesting season. I mean, I think Belichick is the coach of the year. I think it's hands down. Hands down, I think right? It's hands down. And, and so now – when you thought that it was just a runaway season for the Bills, they find themselves in a game with a Patriots team that has the same mirror image uh, record as they do, and this is for this division. This is for the division. So now this turns into a massive game 
I'll ask you this. Is it more massive for Buffalo or is it more massive for New England? It's more massive for Buffalo. New, New England, I think, at this point is, is almost playing with house money. Like mm-hmm. you said that, you know, no one expected them to be here at this point of the season. Everything that they have now is a, is a bonus unless there's a, a, you know, horrific collapse. But you talked about the Bills, eight and six. That's shaky, baby. Like yeah. that's not that's not what we thought about from a team who, you know, was going toe to toe with the Kansas City Chiefs last year in the AFC Championship game. And it's 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 a leap year for the Buffalo Bills. It was a leap year for Josh Allen. It was a leap year for Sean McDermott for every or Sean uh, yeah Sean McDermott mm-hmm. and, and everybody. And that's the disappointment is we're not seeing that leap. Like Josh Allen at this point should be in MVP conversations. The Bills at this point should be first in the AFC. You know, contending with the Chiefs. And when we don't see that, and we see eight and six, and we see a fourteen to ten loss, we see a disappointing loss to the Buccaneers, where you know you couldn't pull it out late. You got dominated for most of the game. Like that's not what we we expected to see from the Buffalo Bills. And you're right, that's so disappointing. But they do have a chance to kind of negate it all. They do have a chance to bounce back if they beat the Patriots, take you know first or, or tie for first in AFC East again, and, and kind of go on this little run and make the playoffs. It, it's not going to be all is forgiven, but most is forgotten, I'll say. Hmm. Uh, New England is is negative two on on the line. I, I, I almost want to say we've been so disappointed by the ups and downs of, of the Buffalo Bills that I almost feel like this is a bigger game for, for New England. How so? The reason why I think that it's a bigger game for New England is because, for one, the way they started off the season, it was kind of it was a shaky. It was mm. a shaky start. Shaky, baby. Shaky. And then they turn into what they've turned into, and they have been proving that they are a team to be reckoned with the rest of the way. Now they took their lump last week against against the Colts, mm. but I don't think anyone would lose their minds over saying, "Well, they took an L to the Colts," which is why I think it's well, watch why I think it's a bigger game okay. for the Bills. Yeah. Now. So as they are leading, pushing towards being at the point at at some point in time being the number one seed in the AFC, they have a little slide, mm-hmm. but still can win the division and go into the playoffs as as a home field advantage team. I think that them getting home field advantage. And the way that they have come on this year, I think they're more of a factor in the playoffs. I think they'll be more of a factor in the playoffs right now this year than even Buffalo would be. Ooh. Berta, you got a hot take button back there? You got a you got a you got a hot take button? Did you like that? Yeah, it was, that was a little, did you, did low you, heat, low heat on hey, Christmas. Berta, did, did you like that, Berto? Did you like that one? Did you like that? There okay, you go. Cool, there you cool. go. All right. Um no, I mean I I see what you're saying, but from the mere point of you know, we talked about how, how how the Patriots like you listen to the surprise in your voice. The Patriots could be the one seed. The Patriots, you know, look like the, the team to be reckoned with. The mere fact that that's not what we expected is why this game is so pivotal for the Bills. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, and I if the Bills if the Bills don't have home field advantage up until the AFC Championship game, if they go on the road for the first two games of the playoffs, I I don't have confidence in the Bills to to make it past you know the divisional round. I don't. I think they they got to be home up until Kansas City, to really have a big shot at this. And that's what they've shown me this season. But see, I think we know what we don't know about Tennessee right now. Okay. I don't know how good – or excuse me, about the Bills. 
I don't know what in Tennessee too. I don't know what I I know I don't know about the Buffalo Bills. Meaning, meaning I don't know when they're going to win. Like I have no idea of the level of dominance they have as a team when we were expecting them to be a dominant team. They they're high ranking on offense. Mm-hmm. They're high ranking on defense. And they have not they have not shown to be that type of a team that actually you can look at them and you can say, okay, we're looking at the Chiefs. Chiefs might not lose another game. We we're looking at Tampa Bay, and it's like Tampa Bay is struggling, and we'll get we'll touch on that as well. But I don't think you lose hope in the fact that this is a team that can give you results. When I look at when I look at the Bills, it's like Josh Allen has given me no reason to think that he's taken any steps forward. In fact, I feel like he's taken steps backwards this year. Yeah, He hasn't shown to be a dominant quarterback. At the very least, he's running in place. At the very least, he's, he's spinning his wheels. You either get better or you get worse in my book. A mm-hmm. lot of people feel that way, and I feel like he hasn't gotten better, so he had to have gotten worse. Yeah. There had to have been a regression. They have lost games they shouldn't have lost. And, and while we can look at other teams and say, oh, well, Tom Brady just got shut out and lost to to a Saints team. Um, we can look at losses that teams have taken. I just look at this Bills team, and I know that the Bills team has the propensity to lose games that they shouldn't lose. So I don't know who the, the Bills are. I don't – like the Bills could turn into the team that actually goes to the Super Bowl. They're good enough to actually turn the corner and go to the Super Bowl. If that switch flips. But I don't know that that, that that switch will flip, and I don't have the confidence in that. And I look at this New England Patriots team, and I say they're trending up, and I don't know how long that will last for them trending up, meaning that it's not going to stop this year. Mm-mm. It might be f- for the entire duration of Bill Belichick's rest of his time coaching that they're trending up with Mac Jones. I was not a Mac Jones fan. I didn't know that he would be this type of guy in the league. Give them props. I, I thought that Zach Wilson would be the one that that emerges out of out of them all. I thought that that uh, I thought that my kid Justin Fields out of out of Chicago, out of Ohio State, would be the best talent. Mm. But maybe the team wasn't going to be good enough. I thought that the Jets wouldn't be that good, but I thought that they take enough steps forward where you could look at Zach Wilson and say this is a guy, and that did not happen. Mac Jones is is probably going to be the offensive rookie of the year. And this team looks really, really good. Like they're going in the right direction. So to me, a win over the Bills almost solidifies the season for them. And then secondly, that puts them right back in the conversation of now having home field advantage in the playoffs. This 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 New England Patriots team not only is is in a good position but I think they're very dangerous to the rest of the the AFC if they get that. And I think that that's a bigger deal than the Bills winning. If the Bills win, it's like, all right, the Bills probably were supposed to win. They're going to get, they're going to win the division and they're supposed to be the home field guys. But you're sitting there like, what Bills team are we going to get? And and I think you the, the key word in that and the key word of the day is confidence. We don't have confidence in the Bills because the Bills aren't playing with confidence. You look at, the way Josh Allen plays, and last year there was so much swagger 
when Josh Allen played. He was making throws that he knew. Is, it's like when Steph Curry gets hot. Like when, when Josh Allen was throwing the ball last year, he knew it was going to get completed. I, I know where it's going. This year, there's a, there's a whole lot of second guessing when it comes to the Bills. The play calling, the play execution, you know, what they do on the field. I can see it's not operating with complete confidence and, and just letting the game come to them. There's a whole lot of second guessing. With New England, the reason why the rest of the NFL should be afraid of where New England is right now is because they're ahead of schedule. They're very much ahead of schedule in their process. They're not supposed to be where they are right now. And when you give somebody like Bill Belichick like that runway of, you know, we're ahead of schedule, like they're okay with not winning it all this year. They're okay with not going to the AFC Championship game this year. They're going to try their hardest, but they were not supposed to do that this year. But the success that they have, especially with Mac Jones— who, by the way, I, I foresaw him being the most successful quarterback, not the most talented rookie okay. one, but but the the, like situ- the situation he was in, like he had the best situation of any rookie quarterback. And so I wasn't surprised that he's winning the most games as, as a rookie quarterback. But now this season is going to tell Bill Belichick and company exactly the holes that they have for, you know, moving forward. That's why it's so scary. They're, they're going to put it all together. You're listening to Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. That's James Jackson, Straight Facts Podcast. I'm LeVar Arrington. Jonas and Brady are off today. Uh, happy holidays to everyone. Happy Christmas Eve to everyone. Uh, yeah, we, we got we got a few things to get to. Pro Bowl snubs, picks, you know, the NFL Week 16 lines uh, via FanDuel. So uh, we'll get to those things and more coming up. Just make sure you stay tuned in, all right? You know, don't don't get too far into the eggnog just yet. Still kind of early. I'm drinking ice water, but I am prepping myself for what today's festivities have in store. So stay locked in. Two pros and a cup of joe listening to Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern. 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, welcome back into the show. You're listening to Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. My man James Jackson is here. What's the word? Yeah, yeah, you got it. Uh, Jonas and Brady are off. Uh, So we've been talking about a whole lot of things and obviously talking about the big game between the Bills and the Pats. there are a lot of other things going on here, man. There, there's there's some there's some interesting interesting matchups that are taking place, and I think it will have some implications on what takes place this off season. So, quarterback conversations, how they may play out. You got Russell Wilson. How's that going to play out? They stink. They some trash. <laughs> you got you got Aaron Rodgers. He's my MVP. Now, I know you got Brady, and we'll have that conversation. Oh, yeah, we can talk. But there's that conversation. There's there's always the whole thing. Everybody's saying he's done after this year. It's a foregone conclusion. Me and Brady had this conversation all the time. Brady's over it. Just Let's just wait and see, and that's fine. I get it. There's, there's the idea of other quarterbacks. Obviously, it's the end for Ben, I, I would assume. Got to be. Uh, but the the one wild card name that we probably will touch on is Deshaun Watson, and and so that's been real quiet, James. It's been real quiet, and obviously we've watched the the dumpster fire that that the Houston Texans 
Texans have been this season. What are what's your take? What when you're looking at the landscape of quarterbacks and and what's going on right now? I would say Aaron Rodgers is the one QB out of all of them that you're like, man, it just wouldn't make any sense to allow for him to get away. The rest of them, it's like if Rusk leaves, you're in a rebuild, but it looks as though they're going to have to rebuild anyway Mm -hmm. in in Seattle. Um, And then the rest of the quarterbacks, I mean, the Houston Texans, they, I mean, they never had it built. Implosion. So they, I don't even know if they were far enough along to implode. I mean, they were making the playoffs and they're far away from that. But for the most part, Green Bay is the one team that you would say, I, I believe, that has a quarterback that may not return that is a successful team. I mean, they're missing the Super Bowl by one game each right, year. Right, right, um, to the world champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But, you know, if, if for Green Bay, you said, you know, it, it, would, it wouldn't make sense if Aaron Rodgers wasn't there. You just see him in a Green Bay Packers uniform. And you're right, it doesn't make sense, but it does at the same time. The Green Bay has chosen um, – you know, franchise over player times before. And I know it hasn't been always with with a quarterback, but they kind of did it with Brett Favre. They did it with Randall Cobb. They did it with Jordy Nelson. They did it with Jimmy Graham. Like, they've had players, Clay Matthews. Jimmy Garoppolo's a name to throw in there. Yeah, yeah. They they had, they the Packers have had players that they could have taken care of, you know, cornerstones to their franchise that, you know, we're going to do right by you so you stay. And they've chosen, you know, the either moving forward, the cap situation, whatever it is, they've chosen the franchise first over the player. And they're kind of doing that again with Aaron Rodgers. And, and to me, I think all three of those quarterbacks you named are on the move. Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun Watson, I think they're all on the move. And Aaron Rodgers and company came in with, to this season with this is it. This is the, le- the last dance. You saw him and Devontae Adams put up that picture of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. It's the last, it's the last go-round. And when someone like Aaron Rodgers says that, he not he not going back on that. He's he's stamping that as this is the last who out, it's the last go around. So let's see what we can do before I head out the door. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, he's he was public in saying like, I don't I don't like the way I've been treated. I don't and I feel like I've been treated like past stars who got, you know, ran out of town and I don't like that. And then for Russell Wilson, he's gotta go because he made his big stink this offseason about not being you know, taking care of that, you know, not having a voice of, you know, where the team is going, wanting a better offensive line. They didn't do that for him. They didn't do anything for him. So now the team stinks. He's getting knocked around. And so I think it's also running on the wall for Russell Wilson, too. I think his situation, his time in Seattle's done. It's done. I think it's done. Like, it's, if, if, if I am your franchise quarterback, I've taken you to two Super Bowls, I've won you one, I've been. The most successful quarterback in the But you in do Seattle know City. people question if he's the one that's won you one. Everybody is focused in on Marshawn Lynch being the guy on offense and obviously the Legion of Boom on defense being right. the reason why they won. So they, they don't get they don't they don't win the Super Bowl without Russell Wilson though. I, I don't disagree with that, but is he the catalyst? No. Will he ever be looked at as the catalyst? And can he ever get out of that shadow of being a a Super Bowl champ and winning and having such a win? This is his first losing season. Uh, and, and I get all of that, but this team has slowly, in my opinion, deteriorated since the breakup of the Legion of Boom. Yeah. 
and 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 Marshawn Lynch leaves, you can't replace what he represented to that team. I mean, that's the to me, that's the heart and soul and the fabric of what that offense represented was Marshawn Lynch. And the Legion of Boom. Like that that culture that Marshawn Lynch tough. plus the Legion of Boom yes. had, that that's like we're gonna we're gonna line up and punch you in the mouth on both sides of the ball. And I think you're right. I think they've been trying to find that ever since. And like you can't replicate that kind of culture, you can't duplicate that. So <laughs> Like I think I think it's been very tough for Seattle to get back to that, and we're we're seeing a, a decline. So, in looking at some of the other quarterbacks, how I'm I'm wondering how will this season fare out for Carson Wentz? Because I don't know that Carson Wentz is is a guy that is off the hot seat as of yet. The Colts are very close; they were close enough with with Philip Rivers just a season ago. Mm-hmm. They could possibly get closer this year with Carson Wentz. I think Carson Wentz's success the rest of the way will play a major part in if he's able to be back in Indianapolis next year. That's one. Tua Tungvaloa, that's another one that that I that comes to mind that I think about has been put out there and has been talked about in a way uh where we don't know what's gonna happen. It's so many rumors and then that you know connects to Deshaun Watson. I was about to say, the, only, right? the only way Tua doesn't start for the Dolphins next year is if you you trade the house for Deshaun Watson. It's the only it's the only other option they have. Their their first round pick goes to Philly, so that's the only option they have. But then you got to throw out Berto's guy, which I'm certain after him saying that he rather have Matt Ryan than than Derek Carr. The question is is now is this the end for Derek Carr? I'll, I'll pose that question to you before we go to before we go to trending for before we go. Berto, you said that you want Matt Ryan over. You said that, Berto. Yeah, but I, I, that's before I saw Matt Ryan play. Come on, uh, Berto. Oh, yeah. Come on, man. Oh, well, Come on, man. Okay. Yeah, because you gave me the blues on that one. Yeah, that's like, tough. I, that's a tough take. There's right no there. way yeah. I would take Derek. <laughs> I would take uh, Matt Ryan over Derek Carr today. Look, I don't. I don't want to give it to Derek Carr, but it's it's if you're gonna give it to Derek Carr, obviously it's got to be an upgrade. I'm I'm tired of going to the bars and hearing. All the other Raider fans say, "Oh, you gotta put it in. Mar- it's time to put it in Mariota." What that do? Yeah, what that do? Mariota's not an upgrade over Derek Carr. Okay, and mm, he's not. Mariota. Mariota was in in Tennessee, and what happened since yeah. he left? They've been better. So yeah, if Derek Carr is not going to be the quarterback anymore, it's obviously it's got to be an, uh, an upgrade. An upgrade would be Russell Wilson to that extent, but I don't know if that's going to happen or not. But we'll see. I don't see Russell Derek Carr going Wilson. Either. Yeah, I don't think it, I don't think he's going to go anywhere either. I guess it all depends on the, who's the coach, right? Also, that's true. Yeah, well, that is true. That is true, Russell Wilson. That was that's his to name. The Las Vegas Raiders. I've never heard that connection, but I guess I don't rule it out, right? Like, it's, it's, I mean, if you, you guys want to make a splash. I thought that was pretty interesting. There's a hot take from Mr. Berto. There you go. How about that, we hot. <laughs> All right, so let's cool off after that. One. <laughs> let's cool off a bit after that one. All right, so let's go to Deshaun Watson and. And here's an interesting one, okay? This makes this super interesting. His legal situation is still unclear, and I understand that. But now the Browns, and this comes from the New York Post 18 hours ago. Trusted source. the, the, The Cleveland Browns have now entered the conversation of getting Deshaun Watson. I don't hate it. Now that adds... Baker Mayfield to the list of quarterbacks that could be traveling to a new place. Mm-hmm. What say you to that, sir? I, I say I, I like the change in Cleveland. I say, like, I, I'm tired of banging my head up against the same wall 
every single year. And like, I, I'm a big proponent of, you know, like, like fix the ship before the ship sinks. And if I can see that this isn't going right with Baker, we've we had a lot of problems this year. He's getting banged up. He's not healthy anymore. Um, so if I can see that and I, and I want to kind of spark plug into my team, like go get a dynamic quarterback like Deshaun Watson, see what we, he can do with Jarvis Landry, David, David and Joku and, and the best running back tandem in the league. Let's see what nice he can do. Nice running back. Let, let, let's, nice let's, let's see what he can do. If Baker can't do it, let's see if somebody else can. Whew. What you think so, about that, though? What do you think about I'm that? I'm looking at the off off field situation of it. I I my my trepidation here is purely based off of the circus that could possibly follow and going there. Now, if I'm strong enough as a team, as an organization, mm-hmm. as a leader, That's a good point to insulate the team and insulate, you know. Deshaun himself in that scenario, then I consider it. But I just and the Browns locker room show we showed this past year that the Browns locker room isn't the most sound locker room. Well, like, they had their moments. Yeah, ter- right? turmoil can enter. They they did have their come to Jesus conversation mm-hmm. as a team and with Stefanski and 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 private meetings. I you know I don't know that you give up on Baker yet. Nah. I think I, I just I don't know that you could give up on him just yet because I think that this season was was kind of like an anomaly. I don't see that I don't see the way things unfolding the way that they did being consistently unfolding that way if you go forward with Baker. But what would you say at the top of the show OG if you're not if you're not progressing getting better, you're getting, getting worse, worse right? Yeah. So so the Browns have the little bit of their "Quote unquote breakout season last year, yep. right? They they go and beat the Steelers in the playoffs and all that. Yep. And then what they do this year? I know they've they been plagued, backwards. plagued a little bit of injuries. The the all doubt Beckham situation didn't help them. But Their best offensive lineman goes out. I, I, mean, I didn't see a progression. And and if I want my team to progress, I'm okay de- with changing their the running backs. Were see to me the reason why I would be willing to give grace in this scenario is because for one. You do get your 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 best offensive lineman, and I'm blanking on his name. That's why I haven't given it to y'all, so I could look it up. But I'm just making my point right now. Alex uh, Mack is it Alex Mack. You thinking? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. Uh, but I, I will say this: both both starting running backs were out injured mm-hmm. at one point in time, Chubb and Hunt, and that to me is the biggest reason why I would say. I look at their defense. Their defense is not bad at all. They just need to win on third down more, and and I believe they can do that. I believe Wood can can get those guys going in the right direction. I think they are in the right direction on defense. As far as offensively speaking, if they're not running the ball, they're not going to be true to the DNA of what this team is built off of, which is we can run the ball, ground and pound, Play actions open up the field for Baker Mayfield. It gives them enough time to to look over the field. It gives them enough time to to get the guys open. They can deliver balls and they make things happen. Another point that should be added to the discussion is that for better or for worse, OBJ was a distraction mm-hmm. to this team. For better or for worse, I, I can agree. He with that. He could have been better, yeah, or he it could have been worse. Whatever side you fall on on who you want to blame for it. The bottom line is 
is that they got rid of OBJ because they felt like the the value sat more with with Baker Mayfield. You get that situation out of the 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 building and moving forward with an offseason, Baker's able to get healthy. Your your backfield's able to get healthy. Your offensive linemen, they're able to get healthy. Anybody else that needs to get healthy is healthy. And then you ask yourself, well, what what else do you need to add to make you this gotta, a better team? You got to add something. They can't go into next season with the same team they have this season. And you got it, Donovan Peoples-Jones on the outside. Like, they have a ton of weapons, but the question has has remained – how do they how do they utilize it the way that they're supposed to? I think it lies within the running attack, and they got to find their way back to the run game in order to open up their passing game. I don't think that it's a you should get rid of Baker Mayfield just yet. But look look at look at the the dynamic of the team. What's what's the weak link? And you're right, both running backs at separate times spent time out. But when yeah. they did, when one running back goes out, the other running back still has a hundred yard game. Like it's 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 not like the running and the Ernest emerged as well. So, so it's, it's like they have three backs that can run the ball. For and it's them. not like the rushing game as a whole went down. They have Miles Garrett, who's third in the league in sacks. They have one of the most opportunistic defense. To me, the weakest link, it, it's Baker. And it's he's not a terrible quarterback. He just, I don't think he propels the Browns forward. I just don't think he does. Maybe in another situation he does, but he's just not propelling the Browns forward. But then now you got to ask yourself the question. Now with Deshaun Watson coming into the conversation of possibilities for the Cleveland Browns, because I think that there's there's got to be other teams that may be looking at this opportunity as well that just don't want to show their hand until they they understand more what the legal ramifications are that Deshaun is facing. It's been very quiet. I haven't heard very much in terms of what's going on with that. And by all accounts given by the lawyer that's representing all of of the plaintiffs, it doesn't seem like they're they're willing to take a a settlement. No. And and if they're not willing to take a settlement or that settlement is so outrageous that Deshaun has really no other recourse but to try to fight it, then how long does this this play out? This is this is going to be Nobody a very knows. long process. And so in looking at it that way, you start letting it out there that Deshaun Watson is a guy that you're interested in, but you don't really know what those legal ramifications are going to be. You may be spoiling the milk all the way. You may be poisoning the well all the way because now you may not get Deshaun Watson based off of situations outside of your control and and Baker Mayfield doesn't want to be a part of your team going into his final season of of his his contract so I think that you gotta if if you're being maybe prudent I think that uh, I I really do believe that you give Baker another opportunity I, I don't know what it is that you add to make make them Better, I, you. I mean, I you, think you, you could add another receiver. Honestly, I, added, I like Juice, but you added OBJ and it didn't. It didn't do anything. I, I, like you I, added a dynamic I didn't receiver. Like, I didn't like it that way. I didn't like it that way. I, I, I don't. I don't think that OBJ is a number one receiver in the NFL right now. Today, Ooh. he's Ooh. not number one. Ooh. He's not a one to me. Ooh. And it's showing. I mean, it's showing in LA as well. And he went to LA and caught a touchdown with three straight games, something like that. Like what, he's got, not a number one. Got that? He's not a number one. You can catch a, a, a TD pass. You can have production. He's had more production than what he's had in Cleveland, but he's nowhere near what Cooper Cup is to this team. Well, but nobody, and, yeah. and we have no idea what he would have been if Robert Woods had, hadn't uh, gone statement. out with that injury. That's a true statement. 
So I, I, I really don't look at OBJ as a guy that that really is is the guy for an offense. And just watching Jarvis, I don't know that Jarvis is the guy. Like he's to me, Jarvis would be best served in the same situation Amari Cooper is in in Dallas right now. You have a CD Lamb that is the main guy, like that that has younger legs, has that engine to go, has that commands that, more attention too. And now Jarvis Landry is that guy. And I think that that's what they were hoping for when they bought OBJ mm-hmm. to be with him, and that didn't pan out that way. And now you put all of the pressure on him. Now, is Donovan Peoples-Jones that guy? I think you could possibly go better. I think there's someone that you could add that's better, that could actually emerge and establish themselves as a number one. So I think that it's difficult for me to say, look at Baker, look at the quarterback's position, where I think you got your running attack the way that you need to have it. I think you need one more guy on that receiving core that can make them, you know, make the difference for them. But, you know, we'll we'll have to see how that all plays out. But it'll be interesting to see where all of these these quarterbacks end up landing as well. So we're gonna take a quick break. On the other side of the break, we got a whole lot more to discuss, a whole lot of sports out there. We will get to the sports lines, and we'll talk about those as well, give our thoughts and picks on those different things. Uh, the national title can be won by forfeit. I don't know, Berto. I don't know about that one, but we'll discuss that as well. So you're listening to Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. I'm LeVar Arrington. That's James Jackson. Jonas and Brady are off right now, but that's all right. Uh, happy Christmas Eve to everybody. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Dancer and Prancer and... Uh... What's the new What's the new red nose reindeer? Say his name again, Ernie. Ernie, Ernie. The red nose reindeer. Look, look, Santa gonna crash into some homes if Ernie leading the way. Oh, I'm gonna tell you no. that right now. I'm oh. gonna tell you that right now. Oh no! Time. How terrible does that reindeer name sound? Times are changing, man. <laughs> Ernie the red nose reindeer. I can't you, get with it. If you weren't able to to hear earlier, uh, Brian Finley, our our update guy today um, on the news, he. He broke the the news that uh, Rudolph has indeed retired. They got that him a tribute video. Ernie the Red Nose Reindeer um, has taken his place and is now leading uh, the rest of the reindeer that are still pushing along for Santa. Which it, it would now lead to the the conversation point of how many of the OG reindeer yeah. are still going, if any. Finley, how many are still going? So the, the the other reindeer that are still going are sort of like this current state of the LA Lakers, yeah. where they're all basically very old, flashing mm-hmm. ARP or AARP cards. So yeah, are they able to get Santa around quickly enough to deliver everywhere where he would actually 
make it to your bedroom. I mean, to to your <laughs> fireplace. Make it to your fireplace uh, before the night is over. You know, believe it or not, yeah. And like we were talking about earlier, so I always set up my my camcorder in the living room where I see Santa come through. And so creepy. To this day, yes. <laughs> now. As the reindeer have gotten older, James and LeVar, Santa hasn't been coming as early. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like it's started at 1 a.m. and now it's kind of closer to 3 a.m. Oh, wow. So mm. the speed and also we talked about it, the wind conditions, if he's in a jet stream, all of this plays into how soon he can get there. But with the reindeer being past their prime to take a term in sports. Okay takes him in Santa longer to yeah. get to where I'm at. I mean, I'm, I'm a numbers guy, so I look at, yeah. thing, you know, average time per household, you know, sure. a- average, average, you know, time spent per country. You know, that's all going up. You know, okay. average drive time, yeah. it's all going up, which, mm-hmm. you know, means, you know, the reindeer are getting older. A lot of contract situations going on with the reindeer, too. But so. doesn't that mean that Santa is getting older then? Like, does he not age? Santa don't age. He don't age. Santa don't age. No, yeah, but no. if, if all of his reindeer have been with him for all this time, then you you would have to assume they don't age either, right? You know, although they, we watched Rudolph go from being a little reindeer to being a a Hall of Famer, really. I don't know that I've ever seen a full grown Rudolph. Have y'all ever seen a full grown Rudolph? He's always like that's, little that's little Brian's, baby Rudolph. I, Brian, when you watch mm-hmm. when you watch Santa, do you ever venture up to the roof to see what the reindeer look like? Yeah, so let me tell you that Santa told me the secret as far as the longevity of his reindeer. I love the, the older fact one. that he really means this. Though. Yeah, 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 no, he's okay. dead serious. He really means it's, this. This is what you feed the reindeer. Okay. Whey protein and kale. Oh. Those are the two ingredients that are musts all year long, which is why these reindeer, some of them are a lot older, they're able to make it all night globally. Mm, they're on like the, the keto TB12 yes. diet. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes you sense. have heard it here first. <laughs> I can't believe it. I really this. want to say something totally different, but it's probably 100% inappropriate for radio, so I'm never going to say it. But I thought it just now in my head. And and Brian Finley, um, you are touched, bro. <laughs> you are seriously touched um, because you really believe this. I do, I do. I- I'm not giving up on that child innocence, and I'm holding on to that the rest of my life. What time do you set up your camp? What time does this all get started? Like, are you so, gonna go home from here and and get the action? Yeah. So I usually, you know, and Lavar would know because he has a tripod, but. My, oh, whoa, whoa. Oh, my do you now? Do you now? Hey, hey don't weigh in on my tripod. Do you now? Wow. The camcorder usually comes up around, I would say, 1030 at night. And like I said, it, the thing's rolling for four or five hours until Santa comes. But you, you just have to make sure you have enough power and enough juice. If there are anyone out there that is working during the holidays on on having conversations with um, people to, to help them through um, whatever it is they're going through, um, please uh, ring us up here at Fox Sports Radio <laughs> so we can put you on the phone with Brian Finley. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Two Pros and a Cup of Joe. And I'm going to just sit here. We're going to think about what Brian had to say about his tripod uh, while we take this break. <laughs> I'm going to go play with myself today.